Hey guys, this is Wellness Weekly on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Join hosts Rachel Kukaji and Director of Health Services Brock Latz as they talk with health professionals about their areas of expertise to give you tips on how to live well in every aspect of your life. You can also catch this episode on Spotify if you miss it on the radio. Hello and welcome back to Wellness Weekly. I'm Rachel Kukaji. And I'm Brock Lutz. Today we are here with one of our counselors, Brietta Wilson. So Brietta, thank you so much for coming. If you could start off by telling us your clinical background and what brought you to Hillsdale. Thank you for having me. So my background um, is in social work. So I went to Cedarville University for my undergrad. And then um, I went to the University of Michigan for my master's degree. Um, during which I took a class called Death, Loss, and Grief, which I absolutely loved. And that may mm. sound a little morbid, but <laughs> <laughs> um, that was one of the classes I just really enjoyed while I was in grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that has kind of just translated during my time as a professional. But um, What did you love about that class? You know, I think what I loved about it is it addressed the value of life mm-hmm. um, and the importance of us just kind of um, looking at ourselves and what we want people to have seen from us mm-hmm. when it's time for us to go too. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of this idea that we should be living as we want to be remembered mm-hmm. and also that different cultures celebrate life differently. And so um that's where, you know, the idea of grief can be different depending on your family and mm. background and that sort of thing. So I just found it really fascinating and also helpful. Hmm. Yeah. I interrupted you. You were talking about, like, just what your experience is mm-hmm. clinically and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, so after graduation, or I should say even during grad school, I um, worked in a housing crisis center. Um, where we worked with people who were really struggling financially. Mm. Um, We had a food pantry, so um, that was just one piece of it. But we worked with them in establishing um, more independence and helping them to maintain their housing, um, get housing after becoming homeless, things Mm. like that. Um, And then after graduation, I worked in a senior center uh, just coordinating programs for the seniors. Also more informally, I think, um, counseling mm. them too through oh. different issues. Sure. Um, and then I have also worked in a mental health unit, um, actually here at Hillsdale Hospital, mm. um, and really enjoyed that. Um, doing therapy groups, um, also working with patients individually, um, working with depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, lots of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, communicating with family about how to best help their loved one. Um, and now, now I'm doing this, which I absolutely love, working with students and basically just talking about life and working through whatever the issues may be that they're currently facing. Mm-hmm. I noticed you talked about informally becoming a counselor at the senior center was that something that came kind of top down that they asked you to start doing or was that more of a need you saw at the center i think it was more of a natural 
thing that happened. I just mm-hmm. happened to have an office that was close to activities and different seniors would just walk in and sit down and start talking to me yeah. or mm-hmm. complain to me about what someone else was saying or doing that was mm-hmm. bothering them. And so just kind of working with them and, you know, it's interesting we think that we've lo- left middle school um, behind us, but <laughs> <laughs> but nursing homes are a lot like middle school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you believe she did this? <laughs> she took the last dessert. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Well, it's funny. I, I think a lot of people when they t- when they think about counseling, they think that you know that that it's this super intense, complicated clinical relationship, mm-hmm. which sometimes it is, but the reality is it's just like what you said. It's just, in a way, learning to have conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think also, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's just an observation, not an educated opinion, but I think also those middle school tendencies come from a place of insecurity or loneliness, mm-hmm. as, especially as people are going through puberty and figuring out friendships and all that Hmm. in the same way I remember talking here in an interpersonal communication class I had about how many elderly people struggle with depression and loneliness because Hmm. a lot of the people they know are either different or passed away or Mm -hmm. just far away especially in a place like a senior center Mm -hmm. so it's also maybe there are deeper things underneath and that's the outward expression of that certainly and I think we see that at all ages Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Bree, what would you say is, in general, just even a definition of grief? We use that term quite a bit. So how would you define grief, and how does it usually look and get manifested in people's lives? Well, grief is a response to loss, Um, usually some kind of great pain, emotional pain. Um, How it presents itself, you asked. Mm -hmm. I think it can present in tears, um, feeling lonely, um, you can feel confused, angry, upset. Um, I think a lot of times we're surprised that what we're experiencing is grief because Mm -hmm. we have so many different feelings swirling around us Mm -hmm. that we don't really know to pinpoint, yes, this is what I'm experiencing right now. I think some obvious things that we can think of in terms of grief would be you know the loss of a loved one or just having a falling out in a friendship even maybe that's not an obvious one but again it's a break in a relationship um different things that i have also seen or experienced personally would be um the ending of or completion of something good like graduating college you know that's a bittersweet thing because you're glad that you have accomplished this great thing, but you're also sad that you're not going to get to still be around those same friends 24-7 or um, be in that same you know, academic environment. Um, you know, a loss of a pet can be something that we grieve. Um, there are so many things. Mm-hmm. Family relationships that aren't exactly how we would like. Mm-hmm. Um, not being in a relationship, we can certainly experience grief during that time as well. What you said about friendship loss, I was thinking that's a big thing in college because people, you know, you come and you don't know who you're going to be friends with yet and 
people become friendly with people freshman year that then you hardly talk to senior year. And in some cases, it's just a natural growing apart. Mm -hmm. But I think I've in myself and with a lot of friends witnessed different friend breakups, Mm -hmm. so to say. So what do you advise people going through that, that it's not a death and maybe there's a potential for renewal. Maybe they don't want renewal. Like Mm -hmm. there's, is a lot of complexity to that. So how do you help someone work through that? Well, I think that's one of the complicated areas of grief because um, you can still talk to that person, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas when you've had a loved one that has died, you can't talk to them about all of these things that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a falling out on a friendship, you have to realize that it's two-sided. And there are things that you can do to try and keep the relationship going or you can and when you get to that point where you say okay I've done everything I can and it doesn't seem like it's reciprocated then it's usually a sign to take a step back but it's okay to grieve that because we crave friendship it's important for us Mm. Um, I think it's okay to tell yourself I'm I'm sad that that didn't work out you know I really enjoyed hanging out with that person um, but I guess it's just not going to keep on happening. <laughs> yeah. And that can feel, I think, a little more of a pain of rejection than, mm-hmm. for example, someone passing away. It almost hurts more if they're present, mm-hmm. especially on a small campus like Hillsdale College, right. it, whether that's a breakup or a friendship breakup, if they're still in the vicinity, but choosing not mm-hmm. to interact. And, but, bre- and breakups here are, are, are in any small setting are so challenging because... You see the person all the time. Mm-hmm. You're reminded of it. You know, you have to go through divorce-like things where yeah. it's like, no, no, swing club. That's mine. That's where I go. No, no, you, you get inner varsity and divide uh, the and kids. Those up. are those are my <laughs> friends. You know, and and so uh, I mean, even though you, you kind of said, well, it, it it is sort of a breakup. We're almost or sort of grief. We're almost hesitant to to allow it to be called grief, but yet it is grief. It is a loss, right. and it. It's complicated because it isn't just over. Mm-hmm. You know, the person's still there. So, how would you say are other outward aspects of how that affects, for example, a school level of activity? Like, say someone's at school all the time mm-hmm. and then a grandparent passed away mm-hmm. or they have a really fa- hard family situation right. or a breakup. What would you recommend they do to tackle those at the same time? Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that's important to do is acknowledge that they are very upset or sad about what has Mm -hmm. just happened and that it's going to be that much more difficult to focus on the things around them because their mind and their emotions are just kind of swirling, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It can be good to try and focus on the things you need to focus on while you're working through those things, but you don't want to push those feelings away Mm -hmm. because they're there for a reason. Hmm. Um, Let's say, like you said, like a a death of a grandparent, you know, maybe calling back home and talking to one of your parents or siblings, aunts and uncles, someone who can also relate to that Mm -hmm. loss to talk to them about what you're feeling and experiencing to just see if maybe they can relate at the same level because, Mm -hmm. you know, while you're here at school, your friends that you're close with are certainly going to be compassionate, but 
they didn't have the same relationship that mm-hmm. you did with that person. And so um, it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I had that experience actually this semester. My Nana passed away in late January and the funeral had to be postponed a couple weeks. And there was a couple weeks span where I was like, if I can just get there because then I can get home and then I can be with my family. Mm-hmm. And it was really healing to talk about it with them because they knew her mm-hmm. and they knew you know she was 93 years old it wasn't super unexpected but they knew the complexities of that and yeah. you it's hard to express that like you said exactly. to people on campus that I'm happy for her that she's gone to be with Jesus but I also feel the weird mm-hmm. space and she lived with my family and what does that look like now for me going home on spring break and things like that that yeah. you can just your family knows those details. Yeah, you have all those memories and traditions that mm-hmm. you're not really sure what they're going to look like anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny as we talk about this and, you know, we start talking about a topic and then all of a sudden people start telling stories from their own lives like you just did mm-hmm. now. And, and even as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, you know, the two things that probably came to my mind the most. I mean, one is rather tragic of just my own father dying when I was 13 and um, I was the first one to find him when I came home from school Mm -hmm. and you know and just that being quite tragic and and then my although you know it's complicated because my dad also lived kind of a tough life and Mm -hmm. and and so we missed him but yet also it was he was a complicated person and then you know 11 years ago my grandmother passed away which was very different because she was this wonderful person. And I, I remember saying at her funeral that you lose a grandparent, especially someone that you're really close to. And I've heard you talk about your grandmother several times, Rachel. Mm-hmm. It's just obvious that she talked to strangers and talked to them about Jesus. Yes, you know? exactly. And my grandmother was just this just very sweet, sweet person, you know. And I was a bit of a demon child. And whenever I used to talk about my myself as a kid she would always say oh you weren't that bad just totally (laughs) delusional you know um but i remember saying at her funeral you know when you feel like that about someone i mean there are just so many people in life who just love you unconditionally like that when you lose someone that that's just so difficult so like what i guess my question is twofold i mean first of all how important is that what we just did of like storytelling an important part of healing Mm. and what are other things that are important for people to do as they are as they're just trying to heal and trying to quote kind of get over it well i think what you just said try to get over it i think that's a misnomer Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think what we need to do is just live through it um because we have those emotions and feelings for a reason, usually because we had some good memories or because we are regretting something that we will never get to do with that person Mm -hmm. or didn't get to do somewhere. Um, You need to start with talking to someone that you trust, Mm -hmm. Um, whether that is someone that's a close friend or family member. I don't think it matters if it's a family person versus friend, but someone you trust and you're close with. Um, I would even encourage anyone who's experiencing grief to talk to a counselor because having someone who 
was not in that um, situation, who's unbiased, Mm -hmm. will certainly help you to work through all those feelings you're having because they'll be able to just listen and say, yes, that is a completely appropriate thing you should be feeling right now. Mm. You don't need to be rushing through this. Um, I think another um, myth that we can have about grief is that we should be over it, so to speak, Mm. by a certain amount of time. Mm. And the reality is um, relationships affect us deeply. And just because, say, your mother seems to have gotten through her grief within a year doesn't mean that you necessarily should Mm. Um, because we had different relationships with that person or um, maybe it's we're just feeling things at a different level. Mm. Um, So we need to take that into consideration that Mm. it's not a race. Um, You don't get a gold medal for having accomplished all of your grief within a certain amount of time. It's it's just um, a personal experience. Mm -hmm. A good friend said to me one time, she had gone through a breakup and then I had, and she said, you know, Rachel, I just want to tell you right now, growth is not always linear. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes the same with grief. Going back to the, my grandmother, I'll see my mom go through that of in some days being totally normal. And then other days it slips in. Like when I was home on spring break, Oh, I remember taking your Nana to that Walgreens or, Mm -hmm. oh, we stopped in that parking lot there, just like Mm -hmm. driving around town and it slips in in different ways or the end of the week we were working out together and I was, I was training my mom. It was a fun kind of bonding thing we did over (laughs) spring break. The end of the week, we're stretching after our last workout and we get this deep conversation. We end up both crying about it Mm -hmm. and it was really good, (laughs) but like things like that where it crops up out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and one day you really feel okay and then the next you're not yeah Yeah. well people talk about how it always how grief comes in waves like that Mm -hmm. that you think that you're okay and and then all of a sudden i mean i remember i was 22 and at my wedding which most people attend their own wedding i guess (laughs) um but i i remembered you know it just made me think like i'm 22 and my dad's been gone Mm -hmm. for you know, for nine years and he's yeah. never met my wife mm-hmm. and then like kind of a different wave of grief hit, you know, in some ways. And so what we hear a lot about the stages of grief, uh, you know, and, and I, I'm always hesitant to put things like grief into stage one, stage two, mm-hmm. stage three. Do, do you use those a lot with people? And do you think that there's some validity to describing grief in that manner? I and think, I guess what what are the stages of grief? So sure. for people who don't know. But. So the stages of grief um, are five. We have denial, we have anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And just because there are five stages of grief does not mean that you have to experience all five. Mm-hmm. Um, you may go from denial to acceptance, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Without really struggling through the rest of them. Um, or maybe you just go from this idea of bargaining, like, well, if only God will do this, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then you see that maybe that's not going to happen. You're like, okay, that's just not how it's going to be. And you get to that point of acceptance. And what I tend to focus on with students when we're talking about grief is acceptance is not this idea that you're okay with it. 
um, or that you're happy about it. You're just saying, you know, I understand that this is what has happened and how things will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can be helpful to bring out the stages of grief when you're not really sure where to start or you're not really sure how to describe what you're feeling. Um, I think having these words in front of you can help you to see, yes, that is exactly what I'm going through right now. Especially when there's that confusion you talked about earlier. So we are almost out of time, but one last question I want to ask is, are there events that caused grief in your own life that you think have helped you connect with students here? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that for myself, um, I was single for a lot of years um, in my 20s, and we don't often think of that as being a period of grief, but it it certainly was for me as I watched other friends get married and have kids and um, just working through that and learning to just rest where I was um, I think helped me to understand a certain level of grief. Mm. Um, you know, graduating college and saying goodbye to friends, mm, like yeah. I mentioned earlier. Um, I think the biggest memory of grief that I can think of too, actually, um, I remember when I got married and my grandma could not come to the wedding. And that to me was a bigger moment of grief than when she actually passed away. Mm. Just this earlier this year, um, I had to say goodbye to the idea that she would be able to be making these memories with Mm me. Um, And then the biggest one for me and my husband is um, his dad's experience with cancer and Mm -hmm. then lost to that cancer. Um, And as we continue to see that, we continue to walk that um, missing out on memories and I think all of those experiences have helped me to be that much more understanding of students going mm-hmm. through different elements of grief and helping them to see, you know, the hope that we can have, um, the joy that we can have even while we are still sorrowful. Um, just because we miss someone doesn't mean we can't still enjoy the things around us. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Brietta. That's all for another episode of Wellness Weekly on Radio Free Hillsville 101.7 FM. Come back next week and thank you for listening.